Hey, this is Jakub, the host of Real Talks with Jacob, and welcome to another episode of my podcast. And in today's episode, I interviewed Patrick Laverne, an entrepreneur based in Canada. Patrick is a founder of Consulting Bootcamp, a coaching program for new consultants and coaches that helps them to hit their first $10,000 per month. And I decided to interview Patrick because, well, I'm part of his coaching program and he's been amazing help for me on my journey to 10K a month. So please, if you're about to start your business, keep listening because this episode will be for you. If you're here for the first time, don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening to some podcast platform, please leave a review. It would mean a world to me. But now let's jump right into the episode. Pat, finally, it took some time. <laughs> yes, yes, happy to be here. Uh, it's so exciting to have this conversation after, I don't know how long do we know each other. Uh, I think it's it's almost a year now, I would say. <laughs> really, eh? Like it feels like it's yeah. a month, but you're, I think you're right. Yeah, close yeah, to I, I think I think we connected um, around a year ago on, on, on Facebook and it really got my attention because I was looking to start my consulting journey and you were just all over the place. Uh, you were, <laughs> you were uh, posting really credible and really um, content that resonated with me. And I said, okay, let's just connect with Pat and let's see what he's all about. And I think that that's exactly what we will talk about on this podcast, on this episode, how you help people, what exactly you do and so on. But for people who don't know you, Pat, um, if you could maybe introduce yourself a little bit, where do you come from? What is your background and how do you help people? Yeah, for sure. So I like as of today, what I do is I help business coaches mainly and consultants uh, grow their business. So people who are all in, they're committed to growing a business, working from home, doing their own thing. Oftentimes they have just recently left a corporate world. And they're a little bit lost, like, hey, I, I want to do this. I have some expertise, but I don't quite know how to put it all together, how to get some clients. So I basically help them get set up. Um, and I'm doing this because that was my own challenge about two years and a half ago when I lost my job. It was the first time in my life that I lost my job. I was VP sales for a tech startup. And it really shocked me. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to let someone else fire me ever again. So I'm just going to do my own thing. Um, so I remember like I was struggling a little bit and, uh, and eventually I had to like hire a mentor myself, uh, get a course. Um, and it took me a while to figure things out. And from there, um, I really started being passionate about helping other people just like me as, as people just started like gravitating towards me to ask me if I could help them. So I would go like on a, like a shit ton of coffee dates and stuff and help everyone for free. But then like people were actually literally tipping me. So people were like, hey, this was so good. Can I send you a tip on PayPal? I'm like, uh, okay. And that's how I kind of realized maybe there was a market for this. So that's how it happened. But before, let's go back to Yeah, go oh, on. Sorry. I was just gonna say before that, I think you also asked about like my, you know, previously. So uh, I've been in sales, um, business development all my life, uh, have a master's degree in corporate strategy. And uh, I just rose through the ranks in sales all the way to, like I just said, VP sales. So that was my last role for that tech startup. Tell me about why did you lose that job as a VP of sales? 
Yeah, I think um, it's funny because like I stayed there for two years. The first year was amazing. It was like a perfect company. Uh, I came in like they had, they had for example like a mailing list with half a million people, and they had, they weren't monetizing it. They didn't have a sales team or anything. So I came in and I just set up the sales operation, all of it, and quickly they went from like two mil to ten million dollar revenue. Was super quick. Was amazing. Um, but then I guess we just started like having. Um, divergent point of views and values on some some things and I guess I got to a point in my life where I couldn't just kind of like go along with whatever you know the owners wanted and uh, and I started like you know instead of just saying hey like we're not you know we're not on the same track anymore like, like let's just let I just I would kind of like stayed uh for too long so they they mm -hmm. made the call for us which was the, the right call to make yeah, so yeah yeah and I mean, a lot of people are on this tipping point that they are deciding that, okay, should I leave? Should I stay? And usually the, the fear of making that, uh, making that step, making that leap of faith, they will keep them in that position, in the job they really hate. But you had the courage to actually make that leap of faith and not really fight for the job, even though that you, you were let go. So you found a mentor that would help you to actually set up your own business so how did it go what were uh, what was the first step yeah so it's it's funny because when i when i was let go um i knew i wanted to be a consultant but i had like a lot of ego I was like oh i've got this covered you know i have like this background like this is going to be easy easy for me and I, I did all the like all the mistakes that usually people make. So I, I spent a full month like coming up with a logo, a website, business cards, <laughs> business cards, like real business cards. And uh, and then I was just like bugging everyone. I'm like, hey, yeah, like I'm I'm a consultant. Like I'm a consultant. That was my positioning in the market. I'm a consultant. I thought that was like amazing. Did you wear a suit? Was that? Yeah, I did wear a suit. Oh yeah, of course, of course. You had of business course. cards. You needed to wear a suit. Dude, of course. <laughs> Um, and then, like after two or three months without a single lead uh, or like let alone client, I'm like, okay, I need help. So um, I started going on the internet and just like just making some searches and everything. And eventually, um, this guy Sam Evans, I think we'll talk about him, started retargeting me like on YouTube or wherever I went. Like it was there, right? So one night, um, my wife was sleeping. I remember, and it was like 2 a.m. I couldn't sleep, and I just went on his website and. Um, there was like thousands of testimonials from people and a lot of them were very similar to me, had similar background. So hearing about like, they were just talking about their story with that program and how it helped them. So that's when I decided to make the jump. How did it feel? I mean, because investing to, uh, to my education, uh, for example, with your program, because I'm your student, it was very difficult and big decision. Uh, because not only from the monitor standpoint, but also because you're putting skin in the game and once you put some money in there, you just want to make it work, right? So how did yeah. it feel that you ma ma made the decision you're at right, 2 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> you're right, because if you put the money in and you don't make it work, then you feel like it's going to confirm that you were not good enough or something like yes. that, right? It's weird. So um, for me, I guess what happened was that the pain of, of you know, this not working and I was seeing that I would have to go back and have a job and I really knew that I didn't want a job. So that pain was actually higher at that point than the pain of me investing and failing. Mm -hmm. So then that's when it became for me, it wasn't a courageous decision. For me, it was a no brainer. At that point. I was like, look, 
I, you know, I need to figure this out. So like, I need some help. And you know, if it doesn't work, well, you know, plan B is I'll get a job. Like I had like three months of, of savings, I guess it could carry me for three months. Like, oh, I'm going to go and get a job. Like, you know, but at the very least I owe it to myself to give it a shot. Yes. And, and I think, um, for many people who are deciding whether to do make some big decision, thinking about the worst scenario, what can really happen if you do the decision and it won't work out, usually, usually the worst scenario isn't that bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In your case, you could just start uh, your job again. Exactly. I'm like, there's, there's plenty... Even though I had lost my job, I still had an incredible win. Like, it's not like I wasn't performing or anything. It was more like divergence of, of like how we were seeing the situation. So mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. in Toronto, Canada, like I knew I could get a job fairly quickly and easily. Yes. But yes. it's funny how our mind works. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going to be in the street. No, no, no roof under, like I won't be able to eat. Like it's <laughs> so weird. But no, like once uh -huh. you, like once you commit, like, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So after three months uh, of no results, running running around in a suit with business cards with a beautiful logo, three months in a, uh, of runaway in your bank account, you decided to take that leap of faith, invest into Sam Owens program. And what was the first thing that you learned? What was that first aha moment that you said, okay, this was the problem for the whole three months uh, I, was, I was making? Um, just not having market fit. Just... You know, everything I had done until that point came from me for me. Like, okay, what do I want? Like, what do I want to do? Right. So like, it's like my eyes were closed to what the market wanted. So I guess the first big aha moment was say like, it's not about you. It's about what the market needs. So I started for the first time, um, really looking, scanning the market, trying to find a problem that someone had that I could solve. Right. And also focusing on one thing instead of, you know, I thought that I could be a generalist and be like this guy that was for hire. And I, I'm like, oh, I can do many things. And I like I, I don't want to be pigeonholed in one thing. But when you're trying to be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to no one. So yeah. um, I was stuck there. Yeah. So mm -hmm, I, I, mm -hmm. I, I specialize for sure. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Russell Branson says that that the easiest way to start a business is to pick an audience, ask what they need. They'll uh, create a solution and sell it to them. <laughs> it much. sounds so easy, yet so many people are doing it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, absolutely. So, what was uh, what? What are you selling after you after you set up your business? You found your product market fit, or you thought that you found your product market fit? What was your first offering? Well, I kept things simple, um, and um, you know, I since my last job was working with a, with tech startups. Uh, I thought, why not go to other tech startups and, and help them with their sales, just like I did. But instead of being an employee, let's build them an offer where I'm going to be a consultant. So, um, so I went to those companies. I approached them using LinkedIn, for example. Um, and, um, and basically from there, I just, like you say, I just asked them, like, hey, like, you know, do you need help with your sales? And then it took me a little while, but the more I was having conversations with people, the more I was learning about my niche. So I went from like, oh, let's let's work with all tech startups to then I would maybe get on a call with one. And let's say they had 200 employees I'm like, oh, no, like they're too big. That's not really what I want to do, because the guy was like, what, you're going to come in and, and help our sales team? Like, what is it like they had sales people? I'm like, no, no, no. So, you know, like at, with every call, passing call that I did, I would get narrower and narrower. And at the end, like I knew that my target audience 
was tech startups that have just raised a little bit of money, so their first round of funding, right? And they didn't have a sales team, they, the founder didn't have any sales expertise, but to get to their series A, for example, like the investor said, hey, you gotta sell like 50 units of this little baby. Uh, and they had no idea how to, and they, they didn't tell that to the investor, but right? And so I, like that was perfect for me because I would just go and say, hey, I'm gonna show you how to do that. And they really needed this. And since they had just raised money, they had the ten thousand dollars to pay me for me to help them out. <laughs> That's perfect. I think so many people uh, do this mistake that they think they have an offer and that it's a perfect offer from the start, but it's really just the beginning of the whole process, right? Then the, the listening phase begins, and you will start learning. So eventually, you will, you will find you will find that offer that resonates with your target audience. Now. Pat, were there some moments where, when you were like, okay, I'm giving up or I, 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 I feel that this won't work? You know, these low points that you thought that you won't be actually able to make it work. I think it's when I signed my first two clients. Um, I got the wrong, like, I, it wasn't tight. Like, one client needed something, like it was like a cannabis company and they needed help with like, understanding the market like it was completely out of my freaking zone of genius and someone else like needed something completely different it was super complicated and i was working like super hard trying to like you know when you get a job you have like a few months to ramp yourself up well now you're a consultant like they expect you to have the results like now and so i was working like seven days a week and i was like racking my brain and i remember it was sunday night i was like why, why am i doing this i thought it would be more fun than this like where's the Where's the freedom in that? Um, so that was a tough moment because I, I remember I had worked hard to get my first two clients, like really hard. I grinded it. It took me like 16 sales calls to get my first, my first client. And now I had gotten the clients and I was like, wow, like this is a lot of work, right? I might as well go back to having a job. So that was the, like, it's funny because people think, oh, you get your clients, you're good now. But no, like that's where I let my guard yes. down and like it, it hit me in the face. Yeah. So you go to your first clients and I, I assume that you started getting more and more clients after that. Uh, so tell me a little bit about this stage and then we'll transition into what you're doing right now and uh, how did the transition happen. So tell me about how you started getting more clients after that. Yeah, I think from there it was a lot of... Uh, so that job that I had in the tech world, right? I, I only spent two years in the tech world, but it, there's, there's a lot of stuff that they do great in tech that, that I kept with me. And one of them is, I guess, uh, the agile process where you, know, you, you form your hypothesis, you hit the market hard, right? you take massive action, you track your, your results, you track what you're getting out of it, and then you step back and you analyze. So when I got my first two clients, like, okay, it's not quite what I was expecting, but let me go in hard, let's do the work, let's, let's, let's get them some wins, and I'm gonna you know, track everything, step back. So I would, with every new client I would get, and by that point I knew how to get clients. So that was the, the good news, right? So I would go on LinkedIn, I knew exactly what to go for, I knew my pitch. Getting clients was, e was becoming easier and easier. And every, every client that was coming on board uh, was more and more along the lines of like where I wanted to kind of like be with, with the relationship and the kind of help that I wanted to give. Um, so, yeah, so eventually, I guess what happened was um, in Sam Oven's program, like there's a Facebook group there, right? And whenever we sign a client, we'd like ring a bell. So you make a post like, hey, ring the bell, got a client. 
And I, I started ringing the bell, ringing the bell. And people were like, hey, dude, like, you just joined. Like, how are you making this work? And I'm like, oh, I'll tell you. So I was explaining people how I was using my process, LinkedIn, how to narrow my niche down, how to do my sales calls, um, how to, you know, um, improve the quality of my clients. And uh, like I said, like, that's how I slowly eventually came to transition into helping these people because like, I think at one point, one guy came back to me after like two or three weeks that we had like a, like, just a quick 15 minute call. And he's like, dude, like you changed my life. I, you know, I got my first client from that 15 minute call we did together. And, uh, and my wife just wanted to say, thank you. This is, this is changing our life. Like I, I, you know, I, I needed this money. I needed this client, I needed this win. And this felt like, you know, it just felt more powerful than helping, I guess, like a tech startup that just wants to get to series A, which was more remote with the impact. Like this felt more like closer to the client, mm-hmm, more real. Mm-hmm. So that's when I'm like, I, I, I was hooked and I, you know, that's where I, I realized my passion was there. So that's when I, I transitioned. That's a beautiful example um, by learning that his wife wanted to thank you. I mean, that, that's, it must felt pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah, like I've had clients inviting me over uh, for for dinner, like, you know, and like come meet their family and meeting their his beautiful daughter and seeing how they, you know, other clients, how they're moving out of their small apartment into like a, a nice big home. And we have someone in, in the program who's moving his family to Hawaii because now he has the means to do it and completely changes the lifestyle. And he's more present or dads were more present for their kids. This is this is just amazing. Like I, I can't get enough of that stuff. <laughs> that's amazing and um i'm i would say a living proof because uh, i'm not sure some people who are watching this interview or listening to this interview they will know but i was in a i was working as a cmo and it was a good job it was completely remote uh, but it just wasn't right for me and but since i was following him for quite some time since i was following you for quite some time um I decided that I will, I will try it and I did and it, it's been a hell of a ride since then. <laughs> it's amazing. been amazing. Yeah, yeah. You, you did and, amazing. And honestly, it's not only because, um, because I got my first clients, it's almost like that I invested and I got permission to progress in life. That's how it, how it felt at that moment, that I gave myself the permission to move to the next level. And it was just, it was just amazing. <laughs> it's funny you say this because how you were on that call we did before you joined and the immediate moment right after you paid to join, I could, I could literally see the shift in you. Like, it's like <laughs> you, you, like with the money, when you pay money, like it's like you're making commitment to yourself, to your growth. And I knew from there, I'm like, okay, this guy's good. Like, you know, it's gonna like, he's gonna over deliver for sure because you, you really allowed yourself to take that step forward. So it was cool to see actually from, from my end. <laughs> Thank you, uh, I'm happy to hear that. And anyway, Pat, tell me uh, or our listeners a uh, little bit more about how your process work, uh, how your process works. So you take somebody, quote unquote, from the street who wants to become a consultant and you will help them to hit their first 10K per month. Uh, Tell me what happens um, happens in the process. Of course, just a general overview. I know that about just one step, you could record one episode. But <laughs> tell me, tell me, yeah. tell me the tell me the process. 
Yeah. So very high level, the first thing we do is we match, like we match someone's expert, let's say with you, we match your expertise where we had a conversation about, okay, like what are you good at? What do you want to be working with? And we match this to a problem that, you know, someone has in the market. That's the first thing we do. We find like a good market fit. And my approach is making sure that you're going to be doing something that you like doing. So not just because there, there's, there's millions of problems out there, but you don't want to build a business out of something that you're really not passionate about. I see so many people like, oh, yeah, I'm doing lead generation for dentists. Like, why? Like, are, are you a dentist? <laughs> is your dad a dentist? No, but, you know, like in the course I bought, like that's what the example they gave. So, and they have zero passion. And so what's the, what's the point, right? So, um, so you want to kind of like align that. Once we have that, then, you know, I help my clients build an offer that the offer will basically solve the problem. Once we have that, we figure out the pricing. So you want to have a pricing that is win-win, both like because a lot of people like they, they price too low because they're desperate for business, right? And then they get a client, but then they feel like, oh my God, I, I, I got to sign like 10 more clients this month just to pay my bills. That doesn't make sense. So I, I give confidence and I, sh like, I give them permission to charge their real work. Uh, once we have that, that's what I call like the business foundation. Then, you, then we're good to go with the client acquisition system, right? So we, we, we go with the marketing. So for example, I work a lot with people, you know, that uh, who have their clients on LinkedIn. So I show my clients how to go on LinkedIn and what to do every single day to connect with their future clients and, and sign them up. That's perfect. And I would like to expand on the, on the first point about um, figuring out your offer and your niche, because that, that was usually something when I was trying to set up my consulting business by myself, that's, that was usually something I, uh, I couldn't do. I, I just gave up during this process because I thought that once I will pick an audience, I will keep working with this audience till, till the, till the day they, they send like forever. Uh, but that's, that's not true. And I actually learned that you just create assumption about, okay, this might be it. And you go to the market, you listen, you ask, you have a couple sales calls, you will fail multiple times, and then you will iterate your offer uh, or your audience. And you do this all the time, like all the time. And I'm pretty sure that you're still doing it by yourself, right? That you're still redefining like who is the perfect client, how you should price it, uh, what your offer should be and so on. Absolutely. I mean, you can't go static. Um, the market moves, like people change, COVID happens, Li life is, is not static. So I believe that if you build a business which is static and you don't like, you know, like the bootcamp, my program, it's always evolving because if it doesn't evolve, it just gonna, it's just going to die. Just like if we don't evolve, then we're going to die essentially. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's the same thing for a niche as well. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, let's jump into the, another issue with it, which is a huge pr problem for a lot of consultants and freelancers and coaches, which is lead generation. And I always thought that there is, there is some special formula that you can, you, you can just plug and play and then you will hit your financial goals. But the formula exists, but it's something else that I expected. Um, and it's discipline and consistency. So do you think uh, that, that everybody who is disciplined enough and consistent enough can hit their results? their goals 
Absolutely. I mean, my slight hesitation is because you need a game plan. You need a game plan that's going to work. Um, but I'd say 90% of people who are not getting results, they don't have a game plan problem. They have a discipline, a consistency problem. They just don't execute. You can have like a, like a, you know, a, a good to mediocre game plan, but if you execute on it, right, if you stay on it, it's going to work. You can have the best game plan in the world, uh, but if you, if you stay in your, like on your couch and, and watch Netflix at night and like you don't do anything, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, you're right. It's so freaking important. And that's a big part like, of, of you know, what, I, what I bring to, to the clients that, I, that work mm-hmm. with me, right? Mm-hmm. So, making, so like, I get on their nerves sometimes. At the end of the week, I'm like, okay, what's your week like? Like, tell me, what have you done? Uh, yeah, like, we, you, you got to put yourself out there. Because the reality is, it's not because you declare, oh, I want to work with tech startup founders and, and I have this expertise. Okay, cool, but they don't know about you right now. So what are you going to do about it? Either, either you, do, like, you do some paid advertising so that they can learn about you, or you go on a podcast of like, someone who's like, super popular to kind of like get... So whatever you do, you need people to learn about you. Or you can just go on LinkedIn if you don't have any research. You go on LinkedIn and you start putting yourself out there and you start connecting with people. Like, your audience needs to learn about you. They need to, they need to meet you, right? So that's the first yes. step. My huge problem was that I, um, I was always questioning these systems, you know, because I thought that I have some experience and honestly I have, but not in this area. And I was always thinking that, okay, I can make this a little bit better, right? So I started tweaking it and I started deviating from the original game plan, which, which doesn't work this way. Uh, and honestly, sometimes the best thing what you can do is just blindly follow something that uh, that works, that, that is proven to work by somebody who is achieving the results you want. Uh, just put in a couple of months and see whether it actually works or not. But you need to execute on it consistently. <laughs> Everyone wants to tweak their strategy. No one wants to do the work. <laughs> this is this is a quote this is a quote on, the, it's, on LinkedIn. it's as simple as like you know it's, it's fun to go on your whiteboard and to kind of like say oh i can i could change the process a little bit yeah like maybe i should tweak this tweak that okay but once it's done like you need to execute it and and not once a week you need to do it every day mm-hmm. right that's where the results will come from. Mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure that people who are watching or listening, they want to know what is the system. So again, can you please give me a general overview, how the system works? What are the routines I should be doing every day to get the results? Sure. Uh, I'm going to give you like one, like there's, there's millions of businesses out there and there's millions of winning strategies out there. Okay? So I'm going to give you one, like the one I teach. Okay. Um, there's two ways that I teach that you can attack LinkedIn. Let's say your clients are on LinkedIn. So you can play like the pull strategy. So for example, you create content. So every single day you put yourself out there, you create some useful content and you connect with these people. Every day you're going to connect with a few of those people. You grow your audience, you put, you put some content, you find other people who are serving your niche and they have a bigger audience than you, right? So they're more known than you and you start like commenting on their stuff. You, you tap into their network and you bring them to you. And you create content, you create content. And then everyone who's uh, checking out your profile, because LinkedIn lets you know, where, or everyone who's engaging with your post, 
you proactively go to them, you start conversations with them, you qualify them, you advance that little DM convo. And when, when you see that there's a potential here, you basically invite them uh, to a quick chat. And you get on a quick chat with them, you qualify them some more, and then you're like, hey, Yakub, like, I can really help you with this problem, if they have the problem. Like, that's, that's one way to do it. Right? So you've got to be consistent with it. You've got to have your conversations every day. You've got to put your content every day. And like with my clients, I'll just ask them at the, at the end of the week, how, like, how much, like how many posts have you made? How many conversations have you started? How many of those have you advanced into a sales call? How many sales calls have you done? How many clients have you gotten this week? And then it's easy because if they're stuck somewhere, this is where we go in and we can be very surgical about it and fix it. Like that's the thing. What is the um, minimum of conversations I should start per day? Well, it, dep it depends like on, on your, it depends on where you want to go. But let's say like hypothetically, you're selling a solution uh, for, for $5,000 USD or euros. Um, and uh, let's say you want two clients. Okay? And then let's say that uh, you know that you'll be closing 20% of your sales call. Let's say like very like average number, right? So if you want two clients and you close 20%, how many sales calls does that mean that you need to do? 10. 10. Okay, good. You're following. So, so you, you need to generate 10, 10 calls. So if you need to generate 10 calls, then you, know, you ask yourself, like, how many conversations should I be starting, right? So um, I, it, it depends for each niche, and it depends with which, you know, which strategy that you're choosing to go. But you can see, like, like when, you, when you reverse engineer it, you can see basically what needs to happen every single day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So that's the, that's the pool strategy, um, finding people based on my content. Is there push strategy? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and actually, you can do both at the same time. But the push strategy is, uh, is more, more direct. It's like outreach. It's essentially you're doing outreach. So you can use LinkedIn. Uh, you, can, you can use some automated tools, for example. Um, and, uh, and so you can automate the reaching out to so the connections. You can automate the, the first messages that you, know, you are sending to these people. So for example, I connect with you. It's, fully automated and I send you a message like, you know, first message, you don't answer. Tomorrow I send you a second message and then three days later I send you a third message. If you don't answer, LinkedIn sees that you have an email. Uh, so I, 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 we get the email and then I send you an email. An email is like, hey, Yakub, I tried reaching out on, on LinkedIn. I hope you don't mind. I saw that you have an email. So I'm just trying my luck with email. Maybe you're not on LinkedIn very much. So you hit them with LinkedIn, you hit them with, with email, but all of that is automated. And the idea is that um, whenever someone um, answers any of the message or any of the email, they get taken off the automation, then you kind of step in. You or an appointment setter, if you want to kind of like hire someone to, to do this for you, go with an appointment setter at this point, to run this, co this conversation to qualify and find the right people. Now, if you're doing this with, let's say you're connecting with 50 people a day, by the way, pro tip, I wouldn't advise you to go over 50 because you could get in trouble. Um, but if you do this with 50 people a day, right? Um, well, like in a month, let's say you do 30 days, that's going to be uh, 50 times 30, 100, 1,000, like 1,500 people. Let's say 30% of those agree to connect with you. That's 500 people. And you can see how you're basically filling your, so you don't, worry too much about the content game but you can just make this work like that and actually that's how mm -hmm. i started two years ago and it was, it was working really well do you think that push strategy is still relevant or would you recommend more pull strategy right now uh, i know what's the answer you want me to give 
you want me to say that just go with the pull strategy or that's the more the most relevant one i love to use both however right now uh linkedin is flooded with people who are using the push strategy the wrong way they're connecting like hey yakub like this is what i do do you need help with this and this is super like when you think about it like there were like on fact there were some email campaigns back in the days or fax campaigns back in the days like you know just pushing and hoping to get someone that's not what i'm talking about here what i'm talking about is starting like genuine conversations and and right so you're not just p pitching your offer you're basically you're pushing just to find those who are willing to have a convo but then you, you pick them up and you have like a real genuine conversation with them. um what works best is both that being said there's some niches so for example if you're a fitness instructor like it's kind of hard to say to linkedin hey give me everyone who i like we feel is overweight and let's have a conversation with them to, right so that doesn't work or mm -hmm. if you're like a mindset coach or relationship coach doesn't work so well. So the push strategy works better with money problems. So a company wanting to add to its bottom line, top line, save some money, or um, if you want to help like realtors, for example, get more listings or whatever. So everything that has to do with money, the push works really well. For, for everything else, you should focus more on the pull. But even for people who focus on the push, they should still do the pull. You want to have both. And this is how you're just going to, you know, take LinkedIn. LinkedIn's really going to take care of your business then. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that if people don't have clients, there are not really many better things to do than doing this, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because sometimes people like they sign up with me and they're like, okay, well, you know, how much time is it going to take, you know, per day? I'm like, well, how many clients do you have right now? And they're like, oh, zero. I'm like, okay, so like what else do you have to do right now with your life? Like what else, like what, what's the big priority aside this? Like, yeah, you're right. And then I laugh and they laugh. I'm like, look, it's not gonna, it's gonna take you about two hours a day max, but if you don't have two hours a day to put on your lead gen to get your first client, you don't like, you don't, maybe you're not that committed to your business at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like you get a nine to five job and, and you sign the contract and then you ask your boss like, so how many hours a day do I need to like come here? The guy's gonna look at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know, like it's it's nine to five minimum, and I expect you to do some work at night. If like, if mm -hmm. I want to call you, you gotta be there, right? Um, same thing with the business. Uh huh. Uh -huh. All right, but I think that we could we could be talking forever about how to set up business, how to get clients, and so on. But I want to hear about where do you want to take your business in the future, and let's say three five years from now, how does it look like? Yeah, um, I see myself like definitely continuing with, with you know helping exactly these people. I, right now, I'm uh, I'm actually building like a follow-up program. So people, when they hit ten or fifteen thousand dollars, like helping them get to thirty, forty, fifty thousand, especially with the push strategy I just talked about. So I'm come like I'm finalizing a uh, like that system that we just talked about, right? So making sure everything kind of ties in nicely together. And then let's say two years from now, I see myself having a small team of. I want to keep it small, like three to five people, um, and um, and just like hitting that two to five hundred thousand dollars per month, and uh, and just having fun, making great things, and uh, and you know, I see myself flying the team over and just having like some cool retreats together, and just to see how we can better serve our clients and, and do something really cool. Um, I have no interest in becoming like a public figure or whatnot. I thought I did, but like honestly, that's not my thing. I just want to create some like something world class. And, and get people results and that's going to be enough for me that's going to be my contribution my, my purpose on this planet that's wonderful so patrick last question um if 
somebody who is listening wants to become coach, they want to, be, um, they want to become consultant or start their own freelancing business um, and they like you, they like what you're saying, where's the best place to connect with you? Yeah, I think just my website. So uh, it's patlevern.com, like very, very straightforward. So patlevern, which is my name, and .com. And uh, you basically see like what my stuff is about. And, uh, and there's also like a button if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to book a quick chat to, see, to basically explore and see if this could be good for you. I'll be more than happy to jump on that call with you. And I highly recommend it. Uh, but you changed my life. Thank you very much for uh, for uh, coming to the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say to uh, our audience? Thanks for having me and keep doing your thing, man. Like, you know, the world needs more of Yakub. So, uh, you know, it's been nice seeing you grow and uh, I can't wait to see what you're going to, you know, cook up, cook us next. So keep it keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And guys, please, if you like the interview, subscribe on iTunes, leave the review. Uh, that would mean the world to me. Uh, and if you have some friends who maybe want uh, to become coaches, consultants, please share this episode uh, with them so they can learn from Pat as well. So, Pat, thank you very much again, everybody. Thanks for joining and till next time.